Welcome to the follow-up podcast. My name is Hayden. I am the worship director here at Arbor Church, and today we are joined by Allison Oconee, our community care pastor, Brian Cobley, our students director. Wow. <laughs> Too aggressive. <laughs> For the audio listeners who just heard a whirlwind and then a thump, <laughs> Brian threw his microphone up and spun it like probably five times. Okay, he just did it successfully. Um, and then we have Cliff Tatamar, interim pastor and our speaker from Sunday. So let's hop into this. This has been our second week of the series, Family Values. Last week, um, Cliff spoke on living invitationally, and this week you spoke on engage consistently, correct? Correct. And we are um, two weeks through our legs acronym. So if anyone's keeping track, live invitationally is the L, engage consistently is the E. And the next week we got a G, I'm assuming, right? Gross spiritually. One of them. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Gross he spiritually or he didn't yep. do the Gross spiritually in the next week oh, is Oh, sorry. I didn't start the timer for uh, our own sake. But we'll keep it rolling. This is an organic okay. podcast. Um so give generously, serve sacrificially. There it is. That's the acronym. Let's uh, just hop into engage consistently. Um, obviously, Cliff, you knew where you were going at this one because we've already laid out each week in the acronym. Um, was it challenging to to find the scripture that you were going to be uh, moving towards? Yes, it was. Oh, it was. Yeah, I saw the smile that you and Allison shared, so I know that there's a story <laughs> there, but I'm not aware of it. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was actually. Uh, I think for live invitationally, I don't know why, but everything seemed like it just all made sense to me. And for engage consistently, um, it didn't. And it took a little bit for it to settle in. And in fact, I think for two staff meetings in a row, I brought it up and said, Hey, give me some help here. I'm feeling like, uh, I'm not, I just feel like it's not really coming together. Mm -hmm. And so we talked about a lot of different pieces and, um, Gave me a lot of time to think about it before it all did. But so, yeah, yeah. it was was one of those that I would say was more difficult just in the gr putting the pieces together yeah. process. But once it did, it was like, oh, this makes terrific sense, at least to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you kind of you bounced. I mean, the two prominent ones that I can think of from yesterday are Acts 2, that section was that 40 was it 42 through 47 that's correct good job Hayden and then the other one that I don't know if it was as prominent but it's the one that I'm still thinking about is the passage from Daniel um, that you spoke I think you had about three slides worth of, of scripture in there right so at what point in the week was that kind of I'm gonna focus more on acts 2 that you landed on so acts 2 was the part that I went okay this is actually how it plays out yeah right so uh so I felt like that really spoke to and gave us a great example of the early church yeah. doing that. And it was just, and here's how, here's the exact specific ways. And then I think the way Daniel came along was that I was just thinking of what other examples do we have from scripture that would really be informative for us. Yeah. And, uh, and Daniel with his consistency is just mind boggling considering his circumstances. So yeah. that seemed once, once we got there, that seemed like an obvious one mm -hmm. that fit right in. Yeah, and conventionally, right, Acts 2, it makes a lot of sense because anytime you talk about a young church, it's really easy just to go to the Bible and say, here's an example of 
the young church starting out. And then um, Daniel was one that when I when I got your notes and I was putting the slides together, I was like, okay, this is, I didn't expect to see Daniel here. I mean, I've heard this story, especially if you grew up in the church, this is like a every year Sunday school kind of lesson, right? And there's always right. a different different thing that we pull out from it. But it was one that I'm like, okay, I haven't heard a, a sermon with Daniel in a, in a minute. So um, I, I we're in our second week. This is the second time that you've spoke, Cliff. Do you find it to be challenging to talk about these family values and, and make a Sunday sermon that is applicable to the Arbor body that's been here for a while, and then maybe, for example, yesterday we had quite a few people that came for the first time to church and to really make a message that would work for the people that have been here from the, the get-go and then the person that's never even heard of Arbor except for when they showed up. Yeah, no, I think it's actually a terrific series to be going through for that purpose because yeah. it's a unifying deal is to tell people, here's what our family is like, you know. I used to, when we were kids, uh, we'd invite people over all the time and uh, we had eight kids in my family. So that got to be kind of chaotic and hectic now and again. Yeah. But you would always give your friends you were inviting over a warning of what it might be like. Just oh, that to kind is of, so funny. Right? That is so funny. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's relatable. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And so you just kind of say, well, here's what it could be like, you know, because <laughs> we never know who's going to be there or whatever. And you kind of tell them a little bit about your family. And, and so to me... It's great that we're going through this series and have new people coming yeah. for, because both for new people coming and as a reminder for those who've been here for a long time that, um, you know, although they haven't changed a great deal from the beginning, here's a refresher yeah. on what they are. And I think with even more clarity, because I, I went back and listened to the, the, I wasn't here at that time, but mm -hmm. went back and listened to those formative messages. And I think this time around, we're pretty clear in the way they they lay out and stuff as well. Yeah. So it's just a great refresher. Yeah. Last week, we had uh, mentioned that one of the five legs had been changed. Yes. A little bit. And this is the one. This right? is. Yeah. yeah. Is the one. Yeah, this, this is, is the, one. the one. Yeah. So it used to be attend regularly. Oh, that yeah. We would know you were <laughs> actually part of Arbor if we saw you here or, yeah. you know, at your small group or... Yeah. Thursday night, like if yeah. you show up, we figure you're one, you're one of us. Yeah. And so once COVID hit though, we were basically told like, we can't come and there are no yeah. Sunday services. We popped everything online. Yep. We took everything digital. And so showing up wasn't necessarily uh, a family yeah. value that we, that was transferable for COVID. Mm -hmm. So we switched it up to engage uh, consistently is yes. consistently yeah. yes. the right word. Yeah. yeah. So that means like, even if you're digitally yeah. getting your ministry, you can still show up and watch the message. You can click like share and yeah. comment. You can, um, share posts. You can interact with the yeah. content online. You could still be part of a group. Like yeah. there, are, it looked different. Mm -hmm. But uh, we wanted to just make it uh, transferable for yeah. a pandemic. Yeah. So who and, knew and, that we and, would and need who that? Knew, and, and who knew that legs sounds so much better than lags? 
<laughs> it's true. Except for the people who say bags instead of bags. Yeah. It's pretty much the same word. That's yeah, true. Leg, exactly. Legs. Bags. Legs. There's a leg in the system. There's a leg in the system. Bags. Yeah. Legs. So it's pretty much the same word. It's, yeah. It's a, if you're from the Midwest, it sounds about the same. Right. Or Minnesota. So yeah. anyhow, yeah. yeah we, we did tweak that one a little yeah. bit. Yep. Yeah. And I was going to say, just to that example, there's there's a, names that are, are coming through my head right now of people that we saw, you know, liking the content that we were putting out on Facebook and Instagram and people that even, it's funny, I'll go to Facebook and YouTube just to make sure our stream is, is going on a Sunday and it's always the same, like yeah. <laughs> three or four people per platform, right? Like there's, there's new people that come in and out, but I always see like... <laughs> It's Just funny. Consistent engagers. Yeah, exactly. Like on Facebook, <laughs> it's it's uh, uh, Sarah's grandma is always Cute. on there. And then like uh, for a long time, like Sue Bragg was someone that we just saw yeah. all the time. Yeah. And um, it's the just fist. fun to see those people. And we know like, okay, you don't show up in person, but you are a part of, of Arbor and you're engaging right. the way that you can. Right. Um, which is, is great. And obviously we have a lot of people that show up on a Sunday morning and are engaging yeah. that way, but. Yeah, engagement was uh, really important for us during that time because that was that's how we knew yeah. who was still part of the family. If you if yeah. you hit a like, if you hit a share, or even I mean, honestly, the best was comments. Like when yeah. uh, when we first went into the online church world and seeing everybody talk in the chat box was so cool, and just being able to engage that way. And then slowly that engagement started getting less and less and less to where it was just Allison and I talking to each other hey good morning Barbara. <laughs> hey Allison. <laughs> i seen you again <laughs> but i think what was happening not only were people slowly drifting back into the building because covid was yeah you know lifting a bit but um people started clicking for themselves like oh you know what i could watch this when i yeah. wake up at 11 and have a waffle i don't yeah. need to like wake up at nine to watch it i can yeah. watch it whenever i feel like or when i'm on my treadmill at 4 30 in the afternoon Mm -hmm. i don't actually have to Mm -hmm. engage with the live audience i can do it more when it's convenient to me yeah but if you don't ever click like on the thing we never know like (laughs) that you're interacting with it yeah um so anyhow it's kind of a disembodied church body yeah in a way yeah let's uh let's get back to the message from sunday what was the main point that you had landed on for engage consistently? That you should. That you should. Yeah. Point. That makes yeah. sense. Point. Makes that's sense. a good point. <laughs> Do you remember the the verbiage for it? Uh, no. You. It was. Should. It formed your be- your beliefs. Or it changes your change your who you're it? becoming. Turns your <laughs> beliefs into a lifestyle. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. yes. Okay, Center. I remember it now. Yeah, I was yes. going to say that. Turns your beliefs into a lifestyle. For some reason, lifestyle got confused that. with worldview in my head. And I, I was like, it's not worldview. He didn't say worldview. No. So lifestyle. No. Yeah. No. It turns your, it turn, yeah. Engaging consistently turns your beliefs into a lifestyle. Into a lifestyle. Yeah. And was that... Was and that, I only said that nine times throughout the message, so I can <laughs> see why my staff is really missing on this one. Yeah. I can plead short-term memory loss because of my age, so I don't know what's wrong with the rest of you. I can plead that I was highly offended. And agitated. And agitated that I, yes. had, to, I had to walk out and be like, I'm, yeah. I'm out of here, yes. buddy. 
Yeah, because yeah. he was used as the exemplary was. example. Was. I could see why that would have offended And then you. I was just in the lobby just trying to sell people on the mirror. Yep. <laughs> Let me show you the app. So that main point, did that come up after reading Acts 2? Was that somewhere along the process, or did you start out with that and you said this no, is I, very No, I, I rarely start with that. It yeah. usually comes out as I'm looking at the Scripture, as I'm studying it, as I'm praying over it. So I'm starting to, and a lot of times, sometimes I'll write pretty much a full message and then go, is there a thread here yeah. that kind of is drawn through the whole thing? Yeah. If there is, can I pull that out and make it prominent or make it noticeable? Yeah. And with that one, to me, um, I think when it really clicked home was I, because I was in looking at Acts 2 and, and thinking this was a lifestyle for these people. They lived it. They were engaged in it. And I thought, oh, yeah. And how often do I hear people talking about things that they they talk about like they do believe it and stuff, yep. but they don't do it. Yep. And uh, so then I was felt like I was now I'm on this really this teeter totter of, or this fine line of, it is about what you're doing, yeah. but I don't want it to make it just about what you're doing. Cause I, you're doing it because it's about what you're becoming. Yeah. So I, that was the thing that was a little tricky to navigate. And I really felt like to some extent that example with Brian, um, when, when, when that hit me, I thought, Oh my gosh, I can, kind of look at myself with this without, yeah. um, but also, and I could see on people's faces when they all of a sudden started making the connection from, ha this is pretty funny. Pastor Cliff's making fun of Brian in this and all of a sudden going, Oh my goodness. And actually get, saw some people go, Oh, like, uh, you know, they <laughs> got it. it. I yeah. got it. All of a sudden yeah. they're yeah. getting it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, your, your point actually brings me to like, where I was, like when I first started this journey, uh, being on staff at a church, like in the engagement that started, my, my journey started as a junior going to a youth group. And then after a couple of years of uh, being the prodigal son, I started <laughs> going back to my college group. And that was my church. I looked at my Sunday night college group as my church. Mm -hmm. But then as I was attending that college group, I was hearing a lot of stories and a lot of things that happened on a Sunday. And I realized... Uh, it was a question I asked myself. I'm like, can I call Crosspoint my church when I actually don't go to church? Yeah. Like I go to the college group. And so there's this weird like, man, I guess I'm not fully engaged. And so then I started attending Sundays and it was a different world. Like like going from a college group to then going back to a Sunday, I'm like, okay, or not going back to going to, it was now I'm like, okay, this is now starting to feel like my church. And that was the next step in my yeah. engagement process. And then from there it turned into, Okay, I wanna I wanna serve. I wanna be uh, doing some sort of ministry here, and it wound up being the children's ministry on Sunday. Then that turned into an internship. Then it turned into wanting to go to Bible college, and then it turned into I like I'm I'm gonna start working You've on a arrived. staff at a church. Yeah. yeah. So it's funny how it went from a small group <laughs> or uh, a youth group yeah. on a Wednesday night to a college group to where I was attending a program. But still didn't feel like I was engaged. Yeah. So that's that's uh, hearing that point of it becoming a lifestyle. Yes. It became church became a lifestyle for me to the point where I don't want to miss a Sunday. Like yeah. missing Sundays is the hardest thing for me. Like mm. I just I as you guys know it, when as a staff it's very good to take a trip and try and miss a Sunday. I always try and schedule my trips to where I'm back by yeah. by Sunday. But you know that that example, Brian, is a great one of uh, becoming also, right? 
because you're looking at going, I'm not engaged enough to feel like I'm really part of this. And then as you do, you're also walking closer with the Lord and your, yeah. your relationship with him is changing. So yeah, it's about what you do, but it's, but it's even more about what you're becoming, yeah. which has led you to the place you're at now. And, and then to think that we get to keep doing that all of our lives. And the, yeah. cr- and the amazing things that happened during all that process, because if none of that happened, there's no way I would have met Audra. Yeah. And uh, no, no way. They, like Audra would be my wife right now. Kate would be my son. So like even those first steps of engagement in the lifestyle that I currently have all started with just those small little, mm-hmm. little, I, no, I do want to join. No, I do. I do want, I do want to become yeah. part of this and where I am now. It's all was the first step of wanting to be more engaged at my church. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I did find it interesting that whenever people in the church talk about lifestyle and, and becoming and all of that, it's for whatever reason, the most like apt description of it is to compare it to exercise. Cause I think about my cousin who over the last couple of years really got into CrossFit. I remember before CrossFit, she, post about her kids, about the house, like about everything. And now I just log on. It's like, oh, I'm doing a Spartan race this weekend. Oh, oh. CrossFit was crazy. I'm like, wow, I have not seen anything but CrossFit on your Facebook page. <laughs> and that's awesome. Like, good for you. You're you're exercising. You found something that you love. But it's so funny how we compare on a Sunday, like the analogies we use are, are working out because it, it ends up being this holistic, like it changes everything about you, right? Well, and CrossFit's a good example because that does become a, a huge community for oh, people. Oh, yeah, for almost, sure. It's almost like a church community. You have your you have your normal friends yep. and you have your CrossFit friends. Yep, and it's it's just... <laughs> I have my mere friends. I just yeah. never talk to them. Exactly. <laughs> but um, let's... Obviously, let's talk more about this. Um, when, when you got to the Daniel part, did you... F- or including Daniel in your sermon, did you feel like it changed the message, um, maybe adding a new layer to it? Or did you just feel like, wow, this is completely just supporting everything that I had been um, kind of moving towards in the message? Yeah, both. Yeah, both. Uh, yeah, really, because uh, it went kind of a different direction, but it also augmented so completely. Mm-hmm all the things that we'd been talking about before, but except for the fact that, you know, he was put in an environment where, and this is where, this is where the, the thread wasn't as strong going through to me, Yeah, but was, was important enough to go. It's actually a great additional example because what he did not have a lot of there. I mean, he, he had Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, and we don't know about what other close community things he had going on, mm-hmm. but he was in a completely hostile environment. Yeah. And uh, and may have been times when he really had no one other than his relationship with God. Yeah. To to stay engaged with. And so it kind of puts us pushes us out to a an extreme example. Yeah. But that even in that mm-hmm. he was engaging consistently in his walk with his God. Yeah. And I think if we get if we all start there, then all the rest of the stuff and, and as it relates to our family and mm-hmm. other people all begin to fall in line with that. But yeah. it's got to start there. So yeah. that's why Daniel. And I, and I liked with the inclusion of Daniel, it it showed the other side of engaging consistently and, and really walking with Jesus, right? Because we do see a lot of the incentive, right, of, of following Jesus. Like it's life-changing. These positive things will happen in your life. And then in that scripture from Daniel, you see the line, but even if he doesn't, right? 
And that's the real, I think that's where it shows the commitment of it all, right? It's not going to be, I'm going to be a, a fair weather follower of Jesus, right? Of, okay, well, I haven't had any positive changes in my life. So maybe this whole Jesus thing isn't as great as I thought it would be, right? Right. <laughs> and I think that's the hard part, right? Is we do, I think when you do follow Jesus and start really delving into that relationship, you do see all this positive change in your life, right? But eventually you're going to see something in the world that affects you. And I think it's where the resolve and commitment comes from. You get to see that in Daniel of, wow, this does kind of suck. And I don't see the silver lining at the moment, God. But that's where the resolve and commitment is truly at, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I really I really enjoyed the the inclusion of Daniel. It came out of left field for me and, and I'm really, it's sitting with me and I, I appreciate that you brought that in the message. Well, thank you. Yeah. I like that you closed with uh, Romans 12. That was my favorite. I screenshotted <laughs> it and then I pasted it all over our Instagram stories today. Yeah. Um, it spells out engagement in a lifestyle kind of way yes. as a church. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, I don't, I don't need to read the whole thing, but it's on our Instagram. <laughs> so um, yeah, I just appreciated that take. I felt like it hits all the high points and of the Christian faith, like practicing hospitality, be diligent, fervent in spirit, serve the Lord, um, show family affection, show rejoice honor. and pray. Yeah. yeah. Weep yeah. with those who we be in agreement together. Yeah. Like it just, it, it's all the things. So that was yeah. Romans 12, eight or sorry, 10 through 18. Yeah. I loved that. Oh, well, good. Like that was super, yeah. Um, instructional. Yeah, what, what, in your writing, what led you to that? The, the Romans? Boy, I... Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Uh, ah, yeah. I got you. I, I got it first. Say, <laughs> I win. Yeah. I got it last, so I guess I was yeah. the last to know. Uh, I was the last to know, but that, yeah, absolutely. And it was one of those deals where I kind of felt like Acts 2 spoke to some of those things. Yeah. And then Daniel's the example of those things. And I, and I wasn't really looking for something. I don't even remember... I, that's why I would have to just say it was the Holy Spirit because all of a sudden I'm, I found myself reading that. Yeah. And I'm not sure if I was reading it in that context or not. I don't, I don't know that I was. And all of a sudden I went, oh my goodness, this is this is what capsulizes it yeah. on the backside. So we have it kind of on the front side. Here's what's happening to them as a group, mm-hmm. Acts 2, 42 to 47. But then all of a sudden, now here's how you take that out personally. Yeah. And that's Romans yeah. 12. Yeah. And, ju- and just the list that you, you said and you know, based upon conversations uh, earlier we had as a staff, the hospitable one just really, mm-hmm. really sticks out. Um, and just, I mean, church world altogether, I think uh, that's why we have so many denominations outside of, uh, you know, just theological differences. It's just, you can, we live in a world where ch- picking a church is like trying to pick an item at Denny's where there's 20, 20 pages go through in an item and it's just, you know, pick whatever you're feeling today. And, you know, that's the church world. You're trying to figure out the right, the trying to find the right music that connects with you, the right preaching, the right Mm. groups. Just there's children's ministry. There's so many now just choose your menu. Choose your own adventure. That sometimes we forget just to be hospitable. Yeah. Sometimes it's going to be hard to, to host people in our house. Sometimes it's going to be hard to, for what walks through that door, but when we're yeah being hospitable, you know we're we're 
pretty much helping those in our mission of the church, helping those find and follow Jesus, whoever mm-hmm. comes into that door. So, and when you're reading them, I'm like, oh, there's that word, hospitable. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah so, but I do like that list because it really is somebody just in being engaged with just the people of the world, people of the church. Yeah. And it is a comprehensive one. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, when I first when I first read it through, I went, "Oh my gosh, this is way too much." And then I started. <laughs> then I started. I said, you know, it kind of goes on and on yeah. and on. You know, and I'm going, "Rejoice always." Really? Yeah. I mean, there's a whole message mm-hmm. in just that one alone. What does that really look like? You know? Yeah. And and then you just kind of keep reading. You know, pray without ceasing, and on and on and on. And I'm thinking, and I actually thought at first, I'm going to just take just maybe the first chunk of this. But then as I looked at the whole going further, I went, "Now really." It's a great place to go back to because yeah. if we can keep looking at that and saying, yeah. Lord, are these things infused in my life? Yeah. Am, am I living this way? Yeah. And if I'm not, help me do that. You yeah, know? It's a reminder. It things, is a reminder. Things, things mm-hmm. that you're doing well at and things like, yeah. I, I really do need to humble mm-hmm. myself to this Yeah. Um, yeah. if I do want to engage consistently. Yeah. And, you know, Jesus saying, take up your cross daily and yeah. follow me. Um I think the same thing with those things. And when we do that, then maybe we'll get out of this idea yeah. of I'm going to get to pick what, let's see, what church do I want to go to here? Mm-hmm. How do I want to do that? Instead, we're saying, Lord, where do you want to lead me so I can mm-hmm. serve you best? And I yeah. trust you to grow me in that process. And if as, as believers, we can start there instead mm-hmm. of they don't clap quite enough or they clap too much or they raise their hands too <laughs> yeah. high. Oh, they don't raise their hands high enough, you yeah. know, and, and not even getting into the whole mask yeah. issue and all that. And instead we can go, Lord, where do you want me to be? Yeah. Uh, wow. What a difference that would make. Yeah. And on that story, cause it's actually a really good uh, segue that our, the, the, the series title is called family values, mm-hmm. but our tagline, it was tagline, right? I got really yes, confused. Tagline. Yeah, tagline. Yeah. The tagline is "Make yourself at home." Yes. Where that tagline came from a story of somebody in our church. And Allison, you're the one who experienced the story. So, do you want to share it? Because I don't want to just destroy the story. Step on toes. You don't need to say name, but just slash. Am I drawing? I'm having a senior moment. You can't remember what story this is. Are you? You really can't remember the person who was like really praying to God. Like, is this a place for me? Uh, oh yeah, yes. Oh yeah, I do remember the story. Yes. Sorry, drawing going, a blank. Going, going, in, going into and then, the kitchen, and then this person went oh, into the kitchen. Totally. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. This is your yes. story, and you're having me say the whole Sorry. story by telling you to say the story. Sorry. I, it's just a volume reminder. Where we are peeking back I just here. Can't help yeah. it sometimes. Could I please have cue cards? Yeah. I'm just asking for one yeah. thing. <laughs> no, the great story about that uh, was that someone here who's Mm -hmm. been here for a few years, um, you know, after COVID, I think everybody, and we've had a leadership crisis in 2020. I think everybody was kind of like, is this my place? Like, should I be here or somewhere else? Yeah. And she was wrestling through that and came to a point where she was just here on a Sunday wrestling through it. And then she was like, Hey, I'm going to go grab myself a cup of tea. So she went into the kitchen, opened the cupboard, pulled out a tea bag, got herself some hot water, made tea. And then it clicked for her. Like, this is my home. Mm. Where else would I just do this? Like I'm reaching in the family cupboard, pulling out a tea bag and making myself a cup of tea. 
this is my home. It's where I belong. So the whole make yourself at home tagline came from her story. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it just, I do love how church, we, we always say it isn't like a family. It is a family. Yeah. Um, within that context, of course, there can be some family dynamics that are challenging, but ultimately like we end up, it's our hope that we're unified mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, you're staying together as a family. Yeah. And you are, sometimes you, sometimes you are, but aren't in a family, right? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, and what I mean is you're unified in the fact that you're all part of the family and you can't get away yeah. from that. <laughs> I mean, you can't get away from the fact that I are what I are, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I carry the last name. And so mm-hmm. that's my family. And there may be somebody I am not getting along with at the moment, or I may disagree with something we're doing as a family, but that can't separate me from my family. Mm -hmm. And I think if we start looking at it that way, God, where do you want me? And the only only reason we would change is if God's calling us to change or to move or to do something different. Mm -hmm. And for that, we would all have open hands and say, go, Mm -hmm. you're on mission, you know? And uh, I think that's so important. And, and, And so right now, Sunday, somebody comes to me and goes, we're in the world's a coffee. Well, um, you know, I, I was thinking about telling them to go in the kitchen and see if they could find a tea bag, but, uh, but you know, it's just, and I said, you know what, bring some because right now, because of COVID and I don't understand all the rules and I don't even understand it, but just bring some for right now and yeah. we'll get that back as soon as we can get it back. For sure. Yeah. And for sure. okay. Okay. You know, yeah. and that's, I mean, that's part of being a family, right? Yeah. yeah. And what I appreciate it is part of being a family is you'd go, what in the world? Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Dialogue is an important. Yeah, there's times I w- I'd open up the fridge in my own family and like grab the milk and it was more water than it was milk. And I was like, mom, where's the milk? And she said, bring your own. <laughs> <laughs> that's my 2%. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's right. <laughs> no, but honestly, there's moments when, you know, it was, yeah. it was tight in the family you can you can see that it was tight and or some things were a little challenging you knew it's challenging but we we're still family yeah yeah whatever's happening we will get through this mm. together yeah yeah but it honestly takes engagement mm. from yep. people because that lets us know like you said with you know with uh i think was it the last one or maybe it was just talking with the relationship mm. if you're not if you're not communicating, if you're not communicating, then what kind yeah. of relationship is that? Like right. for us at, at the church, if you're not engaged with us, we don't know. Mm-hmm. We, right. we honestly, we don't know. Although yeah. I will say it comes out in some interesting ways because it's just slowly dawning on me that just because you're an Arbor family member doesn't mean that you have heard every single word that's come out mm-hmm. of, you know, through sermons yeah. or classes or whatever digital media that we've put out there, that there's still gaps Mm -hmm. sometimes between what uh, one family member might know and what, you know, I remember uh, raising a family and I felt like I had told all the kids about all the plans that we had for like a trip or something. I felt like I'd communicated like what to pack, what time (laughs) we're leaving for the airport, like where we're going and the dynamics invariably though, Somebody was like, I didn't know that. I totally <laughs> didn't even know. Why didn't you tell me? And I'd be like, yeah. I thought you were in the car while we all talked about yeah. it. Yeah, like when somebody was like, hey, Brian, I'm yeah. here for the foosball table. Right. <laughs> I was like, Allison, what is this person talking about? Yeah. We're giving away the foosball table. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a part of that discussion <laughs> Stuff all. like that. But anyhow, dialogue, asking yeah. questions, um, like having the exchange. Mm-hmm. Um 
of information like, hey, I had no idea that this was yeah. going on. Can I have a conversation? And then we're like, yeah. yes, let's do yeah. that. Yeah. Let's all get on the same yeah. page. And I'm glad you mentioned that because that's, even if people are engaged consistently, they still miss stuff like oh, that. Oh, for sure. They right? do. Yeah. And, and when we're doing it all, I mean, because we do at times. Totally. We think we've, we think we've communicated it and we Fubo find out Fubo. we haven't, you know, uh, mm. or you haven't communicated to me often enough, so I still forget yeah. it, you know? Right. And uh, so we want to offer that freedom to the family. Well, just yeah. like when you say a point like nine times in the yeah. staff members yeah. don't really Yeah, like I point. could say something <laughs> seven or eight or nine times in a yeah. sermon. <laughs> and and you, the people you trust, you're all... The you However, last week yeah. I asked you what yeah. verse did you preach on? Took me a minute, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yes. But I'm older than Allison, so oh, I do I have that. I yes. should have known the verse if I, as a staff member. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Why are you asking me? Yeah. And, and to even highlight that more, I mean, there's so many things going on here on a Sunday morning, right? There's Yes. We've got a sanctuary full of people. We have worship. We have the message. We have the hosting stuff, right? And then we also have an online stream that's happening at the same time, right? And then we have children's going on on the other side of the building. So there's so many elements happening and just things get lost sometimes in the weed. And that's part of the family, right? Is we got to hop in and help in this area. So yep. last, last year we took a survey and one of the yeah. questions we asked the Arbor family was how engaged you felt. Oh, and yeah. it was really interesting to hear the various responses because some people, you know, it's they just check in once yeah. a month or so. Mm -hmm. And maybe not surprisingly, they feel disengaged. Yeah. So anyhow, yeah. Yeah. it would be our hope that people would press in yeah. more engagement. Yeah. You know, sure. feel more of a family. Yeah. Well, we are uh, very much at our time. So mm -hmm. is there anything else that you guys want to uh, talk about or, or get into before we wrap things up? You guys feel good? Yeah. I feel like we've covered things. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening or for watching, and we will see you guys next week.